0: Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have perhaps our biggest episode ever. Because Kirk, there's been a lot of chatter about 2023. It's awards season. Everybody's looking back at the last year in movies. We're into the new year. So let's talk about the new year. Let's let's take a take a pass on the awards chatter for a bit. And let's talk about 2024. What are the biggest films coming out in 2024? What are people looking forward to? What are we looking forward to? We've got a panel of movie experts here with us today. We are so excited for this conversation and so thrilled that you are here to join us. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We are just thrilled to have you here. With me, as always, my right-hand man, my co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. And I am your other co-host, Cam. And as you can see, we have a panel of movie-watching, reviewing, enjoying experts with us today to talk about the 2024 Slate films kirk it's finally time to talk about 2024 we can turn the page are you ready for this
1: it's finally time although i i do regret that we didn't plan like a brady bunch kind of look oh yeah that would have been good left right next time that would have been fantastic yeah that would have been good i'm Uh, dating myself
0: this is close this is as close as we could get this time (laughs) but next time we'll have that all worked out so uh we have three fabulous guests joining us today kirk would you like to do the honors of Introducing them to our uh, fine listeners
1: i'm not worthy but i would love to first up we have miss lynn venhouse uh lynn is a, a host and, and writer and critic galore uh you can check her out on pop life stl you can check her out on lynn goes to the movies on ktrs every friday morning with wendy weiss and jennifer blome and she's a rotten tomatoes critic a critics choice association critic just phenomenal out of out of the out of the water she blows us uh, so thank you so much miss lynn venhouse for being here
2: well, thank you. I always enjoy talking to you guys. Likewise, likewise.
1: Next up, we have Dr. Z Ranger Rogers, my former mentor and teacher and co-team, co-co, no, I don't know. We coach a speech team together, <laughs> and he's the lead. He's fantastic. He's a film enthusiast. He's a film expert, a film teacher, and recent doctor recipient. Hello, Mr. Ranger Rogers.
3: Greetings. I'm so happy to be here. I have been listening since episode one, although I will admit there's been a drop-off in the last few years, but don't worry, there's been a drop-off of everything for the last few years, so it's not <laughs>
4: personal. That's promise. all right.
3: I cannot wait to get back into some of these episodes. Your show's awesome. I'm happy to be
0: here. And Kirk, because uh, because he was your teacher, you have to refer to him as Mr. Rogers throughout this. That's yes. just how, that's how that goes. And I really wanted to be in Mr. Rogers' class, but I had banned it's oh, not cool. Not cool at all. It's
1: it's messed up. Boo boo. Yes, I will one hundred percent only call you Mr. Rogers the whole <laughs> time here. It. I love it. I love and last but certainly not least, we, yes, <laughs> we have Mr. Tim Schiflet, executive producer of the Hero Movie Podcast. You can also call them HMP. You can check out their podcast anytime. Where all podcasts are available. Mr. Tim Schiflet, welcome to Popcorn for Breakfast.
4: So happy to be here, you guys. Thanks so much for having me.
2: All right. So I, I need to say that we are the uh, reigning champion of yes. the city of St. Louis. I love movies trivia night. Yes, and we are. We are. This is, this this is half of the team. This is the of the team. Of the team <laughs> That's right. Along with uh, uh, Jim Tudor and Alex McPherson. So I have to say that. <laughs> you do. Um, I, I'm oh, glad and you Robert brought Hunt. it up. Robert Hunt. <laughs> Robert Hunt. Yeah, and we're ready to go again as
0: soon as they announce it. That's the thing. They we were so good, and we won so so astoundingly. They had to shut down the event for for all future future years, is what I heard. They're That's scared. What I heard. They're
1: so scared <laughs> of us.
0: Yes, thank you for the plug. So, uh, the topic du jour, as I teed up in the in the open, is twenty twenty four most anticipated films, and. This is an interesting slate, and we, we wanted to get a bunch of perspectives on here because that's really one of our goals for the year on the podcast is to get as many perspectives on here as humanly possible so that you can hear all sorts of opinions and not just our opinions. But I'm especially excited looking at this slate, Kirk, and getting into it um, to see what people are going to pick. So mm-hmm. let's let's just get into it. Lynn, I want to hear your uh, uh, one of your most anticipated films of the year.
2: Okay, I tried to go, I'm, I made a list, I've got about 10, so that's, I know that's bad because we only get three, so I decided to go with directors that I'm looking forward to see what they've got next. Yes. So my first one is Civil War by Alex Garland. That's one of my. comes out April 12th, and it stars Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, along with Kaylee Spaney, who played Priscilla last year and then nick offerman as the president of the united states <laughs> mm-hmm. and it is what it says civil war and we all know that is kind of a threat looming in our country and alex garland is uh i think one of the most exciting directors he did ex machina plus a movie that was very hit or miss but i liked it a lot annihilation with natalie Portman. i love that film so I'm really looking forward to this, and uh, they expect it to be controversial. So, oh, mm-hmm. so it's a must see. Yeah, I agree with that pick, and uh, I,
0: you know, I haven't loved a ton of what Alex Garland has done more recently. I did love Ex Machina. I liked Annihilation, uh, but I'm, I agree, Lynn. I'm excited about this one. I think the one, the one good thing about Alex Garland always is that he's going to take a big swing um, and, yes. and and do something bold, and that's that's what you want.
4: I was going to say, if, if I may, uh,
0: Alex,
4: Alex Garland being at the helm of that is why I want to see it. Um, it's, it looked like if in the hands of say a Roland Emmerich or something like that, it would be a flaming piece of garbage. Um, but, uh, you know, it looks kind of like, you know, one of those disaster things that would be thrown at us every year back in the nineties and two thousands. And, uh, the fact that it's Garland and he has such an interesting take on everything that he's done so far, like it or not, um, makes that one absolutely a must see for me.
1: For sure. Yeah. And Kirsten Dunst, like coming back, just swinging for the fences after Melancholia mm-hmm. and uh, even the power of the dog. Like she is in it. So mm-hmm. it's going to be an exciting performance, I think.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. Jesse Clements, her partner. Oh, yeah, her partner. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. exciting,
0: too. Nice nice on-screen dynamic there. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the second movie. Uh, Ranger, why don't you take us away on
1: this one? Oh, wait. That's Mr. Rogers. Right. <laughs> I agree. I
3: think War was on my list as well, but I, I tried to, like, think about directors that I was most interested in seeing. So I've been out of the loop, and it was fun to kind of see some upcoming projects I'm interested in. Number one at the top of the list for me, no question, is The Way of Wind, uh, the new film coming out by Terrence Malick. Mm. And I am a huge fan. Uh, It's not something for everyone, I'm sure. And maybe like that last pick, too, something that could be um, a little controversial. Um, The story is the story of Jesus. Um,
0: Yeah, that should be interesting. Terrence Malick.
3: You might uh, throw me with (laughs) the... The, the line. You said it, man. You said it, man. Jesus. Me and Liam, we going <laughs> to. No, I, mean, I one thing I do love about Terrence Malick is the man puts together an incredible cast of actors. This looks like a great one, too. I think I'm most excited about potentially seeing Mark Rylance as Satan. Um, sometimes oh, wow. I get the idea that with a story like this, It might run into the territory of uh, The Last Temptation of Christ. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: A little bit of a... (laughs) Is that a bad thing? Uh, No, but maybe a controversial one. Like I said, it could be something that potentially divides audiences. Mm -hmm. Um, I always love a Terrence Malick story, and it's one of those things that I look forward to every year. So for me, Way of the Wind is at the top of the list this year. Mm
0: Yeah, I tend to often fall on the other side of the Terrence Malick uh, continuum of, <laughs> of, of like it not being for me. But there have been there have been some that I just have absolutely adored, like the Tree of Life. I I really love that movie, oh, yeah. and there's a there's a bunch of good ones. But it's one thing's for sure, it's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, I have not uh, dive dove English teachers, please help me uh, into Terrence Malick enough, uh, so Demon. I don't. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be, I'd be interested to jump right into there. One of our, one of my endeavors that Cameron has put on me is to watch more animated films. So I think I'm going to also add Terrence Malick films this year go. as well. Awesome. All right. I would recommend.
0: Yeah. Um, Tim, what you got?
4: Very top of my list of things that I know for sure are coming out this year. Something that was supposed to come out in 2023 dune part two yes um, denny villeneuve loved everything since sicario um and uh you know another director who has a whole background backlog of things that i want to check out but uh, dune part one was such an experience and it was such a wonderful welcome back to the movies i think um in 2021 yep. i think that yep. came out and uh I saw three movies that year in the theater. One of them was Nobody. <laughs> one of them was Shang-Chi. And then the other one was Dune uh, Part One. And tried to see that as many times as I could. I am so excited about this. I went in knowing very, very little about Dune. And uh, my lovely partner, Jody, uh is the big Dune fan. And so she was able to kind of annotate some things. I had some friends when Lord of the Rings came out that, that were able to kind of tell me what was important and what I needed to pay attention to back in 2001. But uh, everything Denis Villeneuve does is going to be beautiful to look at, at the very least. Um, I know that pacing is kind of an issue for some with, uh, with the Dune series, but as, I, I love everything that he did in that first film. Even you know casting some people who I'm not super keen on. Um, not the biggest Timothée fan. Uh, yeah, you, can, of, you can
0: join Kirk on that. Come on with that me. Side of, come with me. the
4: cool name. He's he's a little he's a little bit you know milk toast. But yes, uh, I um, you know I, I love Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, I love. Uh, you know, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista was really fun in that. Javier Bardem, it was so good to see him in that. We've got uh, Leia Seydoux who's going to show up in the new one. Um, you know, Christopher Walken, <laughs> I know he's <laughs> going to be interesting.
2: Austin uh, Butler is going to play the part that Sting played. In he's the- another actor I'm just not super into. Yeah, Fade Routha, that's going to be a crazy role. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, to me, I, I had to wait to see. He's the real deal. I just started watching. Um, I had early access to Masters of the Year. Oh,
4: cool. Yeah. Really that. That But
2: you know that. who surprised me the most out of the of uh, the first Dune two years ago was Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa.
4: Yeah, Again, I agree. somebody I'm not
0: super Duncan into Duncan Idaho. The,
4: the people I was into in the first one, I'm like, oh yeah, Oscar Isaac, I'll watch whatever he's doing. And uh okay. you know that I really grew to enjoy these characters. I can't wait to see what's next. I think there's going to be a third movie eventually. So we're going to have to, you know, sit and wait for that one as well. But, Boy, I was so bummed when that got pushed back, but March first is
0: not all that far away now.
1: So. I thought Cam's head was going to explode when they pushed it back because I, I. Oh, I, enjoyed... I was
0: guys. I was catatonic. I, I like there was. I was. I was so sad.
1: It was bad.
4: I will see that on the biggest, loudest <laughs> screen that I possibly can.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> and uh, just and you know, speaking of crucifixion moments earlier, uh, we recently posted about my hatred for Timothy Chalamet, uh, <laughs> uh, and I I was almost murdered. on yeah. Facebook it was bad and, and X and everything. <laughs> I had to you disavow. Know. I had to disavow Kirk
0: because of, uh, I was like, this, this is not reflected the, the, the opinions of the entire podcast. Like, please. I
4: get why people yeah. like him. I will say that, but you um, know, um, as I was, I was saying done. before the show, I'm not in the target audience for a lot of things anymore. So,
2: okay, so uh, I have to, I have to name drop here. Okay. Do it. Um, he came to St. Louis for a special weekend to show beautiful boy. And this was when he was just on the rise and, uh, he was, he appeared with Nick Shifflett, who was the, he was the basis. He was the beautiful boy Mm. in the story. And they were there to, um, put the focus on the topic of uh, drug addiction and how lives are lost and, and everything. That's why he came. He was in the middle of shooting uh-huh. little women and he came and he did like five stops in three days. And we, St. Louis was one of them. It was at the high point and the film company asked me to do the Q and a, So I was really nervous (laughs) because, you know, but I will say he was very polite, very chill. He, you could tell he was tired, but he, you know, he went with it. He had a lot of uh, respect and affection for Nick Mm -hmm. and they bonded and, uh, he had very beautiful skin. <laughs>
4: well, I, to, to coin a Simpsons phrase here, I don't wish him any specific harm. <laughs> uh,
2: but uh, but let just, me talk, but, but really quick, the, uh, we had, I asked him if there was anything off limits. And he said, I, I'd like them to just stick to the movie, you know. Okay. And so I told the crowd, you can't talk about uh, Lady Bird or Hostiles oh, or what was the other one Lady that Bird. he was in that, oh, the Call Me... By your name, sure. that one. Yep. Okay. Is so that I said, when the entire audience got up and left. <laughs> no, no. I said to the audience that so they were very they did they did do it, but you know, it was mostly girls and they went crazy. But the minute it was over, I thought we were going to be trampled to death <laughs> because there was such this mob that went after him. It it was, we were just like, Oh my God, this poor kid, you know, because it was just, it was just chaos. But anyway, that was my aside, just personal, my personal viewpoint. And I actually did think he was pretty good in Wonka. I thought he was adorable and charming and sure. Nobody's going to mistake him for Josh Groban, but (laughs) you know, and then if you, if you see him uh, once in a while in an interview, he's pretty funny. I agree. Okay. I agree. So there's, there's my thing. He's, yeah. It's
4: just not a selling point on a film for me. Yet.
2: I'm in favor. I'm in favor of him in
0: general. I'm in favor of him and Dune. If, I mean, if I share all my thoughts on Dune, we'll yeah, be, he's here. Great we'll in be Dune. here forever, but I, am, this was the top of my list. I think Denis Villeneuve uh, did everything that you should do with that source material by making the first movie, only the first half of the first book. And he cut exactly the right things that should be cut. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought it was genius, so I'm, I'm, I can't wait. March first cannot come soon enough. Mm-hmm. All right, Kirk, do you want uh, me to go say. or you to go first?
1: Well, sir, I would love for you to go. Okay,
0: I'll go, and uh, I'll be quick because I want to. I want to let our panelists share mostly their opinions. Mm-hmm. I have to go with Deadpool three. Um, mm. I have to go with Deadpool three because I just love the stakes of it, the business mm-hmm. stakes. Because here's how I view it. Um, this is like everybody's going to go see this movie. It's not like the other Marvel movies that were getting skipped this year. This is the one that everybody's going to go see, and mm-hmm. if it if it sucks, yeah. it's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, States it is it is over because um, it's it's close right now. But Deadpool is untainted by what's been going on in in the MCU recently. Mm-hmm. So if that comes in and does its job, like it's back. And if it yeah. doesn't, it's over. So I am just like beyond. It, plus, I love the first two movies, but I'm beyond uh, excited for that one. Right. It has,
4: it, it, there's controversy even for my wanting to see it because I have mixed feelings about, you know, Hugh Jackman. Yes. After such a perfect ending. I know. Logan, I just, Logan is in my top three or four movies of the 20 teens and seeing him in the yellow old school uh, Wolverine costume, I, I,
0: yeah, it's nothing I, I sacred. It's nothing feel, sacred. <laughs> I feel like I just have to trust
4: them. I feel like I just have to trust the the people making Deadpool three. You do. But, uh,
0: you do. It's it's. We'll uh, see. We will definitely see. So that's that's I be up there. there.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, it's a billion dollar film. All right, uh, I would say my most anticipated film of 2024 has to be If, with uh, mm, directed and lovely. helmed by Mr. John Mine Krasinski. Too. Oh, excellent. (gasps) One of the reasons that this is is because it's such an original tale. uh, And it's, uh, I trust John Krasinski with my life. Uh, Just to give listeners, if you haven't been following what this story is about, the blur about there is this. A young girl who goes through a difficult experience begins to see everyone's imaginary friends who have been left behind as their real life friends have grown up. And as someone in their 30s, Uh, I just, <laughs> I just always think about where am I? Am I an adult? Am I still like this overgrown kid? And thinking about my imaginary friends uh, as a kid too. I'm like, man, this movie will rip my heart out in such a positive way that I can't wait for it.
2: Yeah, I love it. Sounds good.
1: So, Lynn, that's on your top as well.
2: Yes, because I agree, John Krasinski. Everything he touches is terrific. <laughs> yes.
0: It's so true. Yes.
3: Wasn't he... Didn't he have that show during the pandemic that he did? That was like a... Yes,
0: good uh, news. Some
3: good news, right? Was that
0: what it was called? Some yeah, good that's news. what
3: I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean, what an awesome project. And that's why I saw this one too. Very high on my list as well. I just thought this just looks like something I'm going to enjoy. It looks like fun. For yes, sure.
0: for sure. All right, so that brings us back to Lynn. Lynn, what's uh, what
2: else you got on your list? All righty. I have... The um excuse me here. Speaking of John Krasinski, I have to go with A Quiet Place Day One. Yes. Because the first two, part one and two, fascinating, directed by John Krasinski, but he is not at the helm here. Michael Sarnowski, who did pig Nicholas mm-hmm. Cage, one of the best performances ever. And I am really excited. This is going to be June 28th. And I am so excited because this is the first day of the alien attack because they kind of teased it in part two, but but nobody really knows what happened we've just seen the aftermath and so this is going to have Lupita Nyong'o and and uh I forget the rest of the but I can't wait for this
0: Joseph Quinn um from of Stranger Things yep. fame uh Michael is also bringing one of his uh pig uh castmates Alex Wolf who I absolutely oh, that's love right. and yes. um Jaimin Jaimon who was oh, in wow. part 2 uh, of a quiet place, and I guess they're going to talk about that little group that, um, you know, Emily Blunt and and team stumble across there. Yes. So that'll be very very interesting. I can't wait for that one. Yes, and Pig was awesome. Nicholas Cage. Oh. oh man, I love uh, that movie. Rocked
1: so great. He
2: he was I just right. I he was it. a St. Louis um, Film Critics Association best actor that year yeah well deserved well deserved been, for sure i've heard nothing
4: but good things about that one i haven't seen it either oh I'll yeah Time ranger
0: all right yeah, rangers you're okay. you're back on the clock all right so you might regret it
3: you're gonna pick a <laughs> snoozer of a film but let me explain so i am a huge fan of slow cinema um, and there's something about it that I just absolutely adore. So like when I was young, I watched the film, uh, Oh, Balthazar, um, Bresson film D- dug it, Tim, you and I last year saw what I think was probably my favorite film of last year, a little film out of Poland called EO, yeah. <laughs> which was inspired by it. <clears throat> so good. these slow films are, um, they're not everybody's cup of tea. So I I like to explain it to some people sometimes, like if you ever watch like a fan, like the blades of a fan going around really fast, right? They start and they look like they're going clockwise. And then if you stare at it long enough, it looks like they start going counterclockwise, right? Um, Sometimes in these slow films, it feels like nothing's happening. Like they're just droning on, nothing's going on, but they make you think inwardly and they make you stop and think about your own life and how you would react in these situations and you know your own life situations. So there are some really famous action films, right? Like Once Upon a Time in the West, Once Upon a Time in America. There was Once Upon a Time in India, which I love, Lagan. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. But about 10 years ago, there was this film called Once Upon a Time in Anatolia. It is in Turkey. Um, and it's by this director, Nuri Salon. There's almost no plot. It's almost three hours long. It's like one of these perfect examples of a film that some people say, why would you make me watch this? (laughs) Um, and the honest truth is I have some people that I'm dear friends with that I will watch like this with, and they will say, what? on earth is that (laughs) or they'll fall asleep right and there's there might be a part of me that says do I just get it and you don't like I'm moved by this I'm almost in tears and you're yawning over here (laughs) there's something about it that it only clicks sometimes with a certain audience so get to the point Nuri Ceylon is releasing a film this year that's called about dry grasses And it's the story of this man in Anatolia, once again, in Turkey. And uh, he is a teacher. And uh, he's in this rural area and going to be sent, wants to go back to the city, back to Istanbul. But the story kind of revolves around some controversy uh, in his town. Now, what's so great about these stories sometimes, especially this director, is Nothing really happens. And I don't expect there to be much of a plot with this story either. But what I know is for certain for about three hours, I'm going to be watching a story that when I leave, I'm going to be thinking about myself in a way that I've never thought before. And that is something that I think is worth checking out. So I promise that's the only one on my list that's just like a, what the heck is this story? Slow is not for everybody, but please go check it out. It's an amazing movie, uh, amazing director. I I can't wait to see this one. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope more people see it. I have
4: such a long history of listening to Ranger's recommendations, and he listens to mine too, but uh, he points me in the direction he can find these things that, I would never have heard of. I never would have heard of or, or seen EO without him. And I'm so grateful for, for him doing that. I mean, when we were first friends, I remember, Ranger, you showed me that short film, uh, Inja, Inja, Inja. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just, like, what is this man showing me?
3: <laughs> but, you know uh, what, Sometimes I tell people who find a movie like that maybe boring or a director like that boring. It's like, imagine if you were in a cafeteria and all of a sudden everyone froze, all the conversations, all the action, maybe even a food fight, everyone froze, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you think it was boring? (laughs) Would you just sit there and do nothing with everybody else? Or would you start like walking around the room, Mm -hmm. looking at every single aspect of what's happened frozen in time? Just because a movie's slow doesn't necessarily mean nothing's happening, right? We are still doing things. Mm. Um, oh, I just that's I, awesome. I can't go on and on enough about I that. Love that. Yeah.
1: I, I love it. that description. Uh, yeah. I'm very interested in all of these now. Uh, can we start a Google Sheet of these slow movies <laughs> yes, that we can sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know,
2: that's one of the criticisms of past lives, and I just tell people, oh, just stick with it. Yeah. There's There are things in its silences. There are... Uh, things to be pondered. So, yeah. My favorite
4: kind of film is the kind that days later, I'm still thinking about just, you know, pondering, what did they mean by this? What did this shot mean? What did this line and the way that they said it mean? And I've gone, I've pulled complete 180s on films that I hated while I was watching, but thought about it for a week, saw it again, and it's like, click, it makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. love it that's awesome so, that's what's all yeah. about all right tim you're up actually so
4: okay well my next one i'm gonna kind of piggyback uh do a little call back to when you said if um it reminded me of inside out and uh good old bing bong you know oh, the oh, most man. heart heart-wrenching moment of a pixar film since like toy story 3 uh i am Not a mark for Disney everything uh, or Pixar everything, but I am very much looking forward to Inside Out, too, Uh, just because it's Inside Out. And I loved just the, the way that they told such a simple story of a confused girl having a bad weekend with this like Herman's head type of way. I, that's sorry. I'm, I'm old. That's an old reference. <laughs> head. But, um, but when, um, you know, we, we get to see these different emotions at play, I'm interested in, you know, I heard Maya Hawk is playing anxiety. Oh. Not sure what the difference is between, uh, I'll, I'll be interested. I'll say it that way. I'll be interested to see what the difference is going to be between like fear and anxiety. Um, what other emotions they've only teased us with the little shot of uh, just some eyes uh, coming, looking out of the shadows. And when Pixar hits a home run, they hit such a home run and I'm hoping that this is another home run for them.
0: Uh, yeah. They, they could use it and in, and inside out is like criminally, criminally underrated. I think it's such a beautiful, uh, animated film or film so in, in general, the, the, the score of the film is so beautiful. I just love it. It gets stuck in my head all the time. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, it's so good for, for children. You know, if you have young kids teaching them about emotions and how it's okay to feel different things, it's just, it's really a beautiful concept. So I, I agree. I think this is the Pixar movie, um, most deserving of a sequel. So I'm glad that they are doing it and I hope that they do it justice. Cause I, I, I think, there's so much good coming from that. Yeah.
4: Still holding out hope for a Bugs Life sequel someday. <laughs> My done. kids were just talking about that.
0: They're like, where's a Bugs Life 2? I was like, well, yeah. it never happened. Maybe it never
4: happened. And yeah. yeah. But very much looking forward to that one again. Just not uh, and that is saying something coming from me just because usually Disney I'm like eh, they're just Disney gonna Disney. But uh, oh
2: Pixar's <laughs> next level though, Pixar's. Pixar always makes me cry. It's always so much uh thought involved in the story.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: And that's I've only seen
4: key- one or two that were just kinda eh. The yeah. dinosaur, you know, was just well, kinda, eh. yes, yeah. that
2: one and but then
4: their their batting record is amazing.
2: Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right, uh, I th- I don't know if this is a weird one for my for my next one, but I'm going with uh, an animated film. The Lord of the Rings: The War of the Rohirrim uh, is a feature length animated film that is coming out. That is a prequel to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I believe is within the canon of the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings world, as we have a returning actor returning to uh, replies her role reprise her role as Aon. Um, I adore the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I adore uh, Tolkien's Middle Earth world. Uh, it's I find it amazing. I think it it suits animation so well. There were some really good old animated Lord of the Rings movies back in the day mm-hmm. that I used to watch when well, I was boxy. a kid. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and the ro- of movies that never got a sequel, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Rohirrim, the 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 Riders of Rohan, the the Horse Kingdom. It's one of the most compelling uh visually visually compelling aspects of the, the middle earth and the, and that world and i can't even believe this project is a thing uh, I'm, yeah. I'm so excited about it so i, I, I can't wait i think it's i got it's all upside on that one for me i just, I just feel learned like it's about it be this good. week
4: you know i in preparation for this i saw oh wait lord of the Rings what uh, yeah, I, at first I thought it was like the next season of uh Rings of Power or right. something, but no,
0: it's its own mm. thing that's very cool, should be very cool. So I'm hyped for it.
1: Wonderful. Well, there's a lot of animation talk, so I might as well pick my next one, which was already animation. It is Harold and the Purple Crayon. I nice. am so excited for this. This is one of my favorite uh books as when I was a kid, and uh, I've got three kids. My oldest didn't really care for the book, but my daughter. It's what we connect on so on such a deep level. She loves this book and we read it probably three times a month, if not more. Uh, and she she always picks it and she loves sitting down and reading it with it. It's such an adventure of a book. Uh, I, I've this was supposed to release last year. It got pushed. I only hope that's for good reasons. It's got an incredible voice cast uh, that's already assigned to it, but do yourself a favor, go find Harold and the purple crayon on at your library, um, or hopefully you already own it or go purchase it on Amazon. It is so just magical. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing this in, in an animated form on the big screen.
0: Yes. Cool. Should be very good. That'll be fun. Um, that's awesome. All right. Last final round. And then if we have any honorable mentions, we want a lightning through, we can always do mm. that too. Cause that's just for fun. Um, But Lynn, give us one more
2: that you are really looking forward to. All right. I uh, am interested in seeing Futurosa, Mad Max Fury Road's follow-up. Directed by George George Miller again. That's one of mine. And it it will star Anya Taylor-Joy in the Charlize Theron role. And Chris Hemsworth is going to be in it too. So I'm interested to see this back. it's, It's her backstory. And she was such a commanding presence in that last film. So I'm very excited to see this yeah, Lynn, what did you think of the trailer because
0: I've been seeing some buzz online of people being like, because I thought the trailer was fantastic. I'm very excited about it, but there were a lot of people saying, this doesn't have the same visual uh, you know visual appeal as the last movie. did you you're still feeling excited about the
2: trailer for it? Yeah, I don't pay too much attention to trailers because as you know, sometimes trailers are so misleading. Yes. You're, yeah, you're exactly and right. and therefore, I have a I have a critic friend who doesn't watch any trailer. Yeah. I I, mean, I should, I should do that. Yeah, oh. I really should. I'm too addicted
0: to trailers. I watch them over and over again. But it's it's yeah, it's it's not oh, always helpful. Some,
2: yeah, sometimes I'm so disappointed when I really see it. <laughs> I'm like, well, this this isn't what they promised. That's right. Or than the ones that give everything away. We could then go you into a, suspect, you know,
4: go to a whole episode like the most leading trailer. trailer.
3: is a lost thing. Like, yes. Yeah. That seems like something that's so rarely do you see a good trailer anymore. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah, they're so very
0: true. like, they, they're all like AI generated now. They're all like very <laughs> cookie cutter. They're like, we need a popular song nope. that's slowed down with a different Slowed down and <laughs>
4: sung in a mopey voice and yeah, it's w- so at true. least one part where things go, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know.
2: Well, exactly. if, if you based uh, The Exorcist Believer on the trailer, mm. you would think it would be good, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Great point. Great point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Furiosa looks awesome and Anya Taylor-Joy is amazing and I just I continue to find it so insane what Mad Max has turned into <laughs> for like if you go back and revisit yeah. those initial films it's like wow look at like look at what this has become and yeah. the fact that now we've got this spin-off it, it looks really really neat
1: yeah it really mm-hmm. does it really does and Anya Taylor-Joy just Absolute She's a powerhouse. Fire. And Chris Hemsworth, my second favorite Chris, he's going to be an absolute, just <laughs> phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal man. I have to ask who's your first. It's got to be Chris Pine, number one. Chris
4: Pine, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Thank D&D you. Was,
0: dnd was, was so awesome. <laughs> underrated. I loved it so much. Jonathan. After. Jonathan. <laughs> we talk about that all the time. That's a great, that was such a pleasant surprise, that movie.
4: I can only ask one question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what What is the Amazon movie that he was in as the CIA agent that's so compelling and he's so good, but it was on streaming during the pandemic, I think, at the oh. tail end. And it's fabulous. What is that, guys? What
1: i'll find it real quick because i watched it and i loved it. it it had is it all the old knives or oh what
2: yeah
0: is
1: it? something
4: yep. like that it's that's con- it so the contractor, good. or is it the contractor i don't know
1: yeah all, all, all the
0: old
2: knives no, yeah. no the old not knives. no not, well, not oh that it was one. wonder
4: woman
0: 1984 <laughs> that's the one <laughs> 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 oh, oh, no. how bit dare you <laughs> Kirk doesn't talk about Wonder Woman 1984. We don't. We don't talk about that.
1: <laughs> That's not actually Chris Pine. That's his twin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, it's yeah, it's him wow. and Sandy Newton in all the all the old knives. It's uh, it's really all quite the old good. knives.
2: Yes, yeah. that is one of those that that falls through the cracks, you know, because there's some things on streaming that people just ignore because they haven't heard. And that is one to put on your radar.
1: Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: I love it. All right, Ranger, back over to you. Okay. I'm a
3: sucker for a good, you know, scary movie, horror film, anything that fits in that genre, and especially something that kind of feels fresh and new, but also it's just not some like a superficial scare. There's something deep to it. Like, uh, do you remember that movie, The Descent from a long time yeah. oh, ago? Oh yes. I yes. love that. There's a lot to dig into there. There was one that came out a few years back that I, I mean, just absolutely one of my favorite in recent years called It Follows. Yes. And uh, yeah. the follow up to that, they follow is something that is definitely on my radar. Um, I have high hopes. Uh, there's not a good track record for sequels with scary movies, I know um but i feel like there's still more territory to explore with the story and i'm excited to see where it goes so it sounds like most of the same creative team is back for it so
4: i'm looking forward to this (laughs) (laughs) i had no idea that they were making a they follow i am such a fan of that first film
1: yeah really great that's one that i haven't seen there. i remember when cam went to see it one of his friends invited him and i said how was that he's like it was incredible <laughs> it was so good <laughs> like he had such a good recommendation coming out of it so that's something i need to check out immediately
4: It's it everything like that's one bar, of those ones bar where bar everything bar. you hear about it is true like that's yep. that's another very deliberately paced film it's weird it's different uh i liked the things that other people hated about
0: it yeah i so. agree okay Tim, you got one
4: more for us. I've got so many more, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. Now um, another one that I saw where I am—I just want to see these things out because I'm curious about them. Uh, I want to know what they're going to do. Um, I've got a couple of these, but I'll just pick one here for right now. I want to see what they're going to do with um, Borderlands. Yeah, uh, oh, Eli man. Roth is making an adaptation of the video game borderlands and it's just nutty enough that it seems like it could be a lot of fun. This is another one of those ones where it's either going to be a blast or I am just going to hate every frame of it. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I I'm just so curious about what he's going to do with it. It's, you know, it seems like it's very much in his wheelhouse. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be over the top because those games sure are. Yeah. Uh, and I just I played them for a, uh, for a while a few years ago, and it was just such <laughs> I was so entertained by them. So if he can keep that kind of energy with it, you know, we've learned in the past couple of years that there can be good video game adaptations. Um, yes. You know, the Last of Us, and I I thought Super Mario was a lot of fun. You know? Agreed. It, was, Thank it you. was cute. Thank it you. It was cute, but. uh, uh, but then if I may, can, can I go into a couple of my other kind of honorable yeah, mentions? Far uh, away. I'm curious, you know, you were talking about horror sequels. I don't know when Max scene comes out. Uh, yeah. but it's the third in the X trilogy. Uh, we had X and we had Pearl that both came out in 2022. That Pearl was, I thought a really fun, you know, prequel, uh, you know, companion piece to X, uh, and Maxine is going to take place in the eighties and it's got, you know, Carlo Esposito is going to show up as like a CD, like porn producer, if you can, sorry, an adult movie producer, (laughs) Um, (laughs) this is going on YouTube. I got to watch it, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, it just sounds like it could be a lot of fun, uh, just cause those other two movies really surprised me, but yeah, there's a lot coming out that I'm curious about just to see what they're going to do with it. Because, you know, if you look at all the anticipated things coming out for 2024, how many of them are not reboots or sequels or prequels or remakes or, you know, something, there's just an awful lot. So thank everybody else here for reminding me that there are original films coming out this year as well.
0: Yeah, and I echo your thoughts on Borderlands. I I love that video game series, and I feel like this is the poster child for high ceiling, low floor. Like, it could be amazing. It could be absolutely terrible. But one thing that's for sure is we're getting... Another entry into the Jack Black video game cinematic universe, which is the only cinematic universe that I care about as uh, Jack Black is playing Claptrap in this movie, which is a hilarious casting uh, as a robot, which will be incredible. So yeah, that'll be great. Wait a
1: second. Wait a second. He's in uh, Borderlands, but then also will be in Minecraft. Is that correct? Yes, and
0: Minecraft. Oh my goodness. And he was in Super Mario Bros. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's really got quite the portfolio now. (laughs) all right i'll if i'm gonna pick one more oh man this is so hard but i gotta go speaking of a a, 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 well i can't even call this original but it feels original because it's been so long since the basis for this movie came out uh nosferatu i gotta go nosferatu um from director robert eggers of course a remake of one of the great classic uh, vampire films of all time. Uh, One that everybody should see and and one that is very interesting. Uh, Robert Eggers is the director of films The Witch, The Lighthouse, and The Northman. Um, So so sad that this one's not called The Nosferatu, but I I understand. Um, But it's got a great cast. We've got Emma Corrin. um, uh, I know Nicholas Holt is in it, as well as Willem Dafoe. Uh, and it should be totally bizarre and amazing they've released one still for this movie which is like the shadow of a hand it's like a beautiful shot and uh it's got me totally hyped i think robert eggers is one of the freshest um has one of the freshest perspectives in film right now his stuff is bonkers but i I really love Mm -hmm. it so i can't wait for that one
4: yeah, he's one of those one of those directors who, whenever you're watching by him, it's going to be an experience. Whether you like it or not, 100%. it's going to stick with you.
3: Yes. Well, and you know you're watching his movie, too, right? Like, it's so unique. Like, the style of those movies is so unique. Yeah. He has a
1: voice, for sure. I'll never forget watching The Witch with uh, my cousin-in-law, Zach, if you're listening to this. Uh, He had seen it several times, and I had not. And he laughed the entire time at me, jumping like like a small child, wetting my pants. It was quite
0: the experience <laughs> that's a movie that just scares you with its big long drawn out like it doesn't it, they don't even jump scare you they just like let the dread sink in yeah and you just start to yeah. feel like you're not alone and uh yeah. oh man it really yeah continues. i was i was
4: picking up like shining vibes from yes that, uh, that my my memory of seeing the witch in the theater was uh saw it. i think at the chase maybe something like that and uh <laughs> there uh, was somebody, you know, we sat through the whole movie. I was very into it, enjoyed the whole thing. The person I was with enjoyed it as well. At the end, the movie ends. Obviously, that's a good place for it to end. But uh, somebody a few rows back just stands up and goes, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes! <laughs> like, <laughs> like he thought it was going to be something that it obviously wasn't. But I was just like... <laughs> I was like, oh, so you're just going to let everybody, you know, (laughs) somebody else make all of the decisions for you and determine what you think is going to be right. But just go in and see a film and enjoy it. Absolutely. That brings me to another point that I actually wanted to address, um, if you don't mind. Go for it. You know, The Witch is a 90 minute movie. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about everybody else, but I'm getting a little weary. With all of the films that they're just loading up to be too many parts, too many hours. Um, I just saw that when they make the the film version of Wicked, it's going to be two parts, yes. which makes no sense to me. No, it's like that could be a really good. That one earns a two and a half hour running time, if you ask me. Yeah, but it does not need to be two films. Um, I miss. 10 to 20 million dollar movies I miss mid budget things that you just go to see because that's what's playing next uh, now obviously with you know movie prices going up and up that's just something that it feels like is of the past you know just catching something catching a flick you know at the, at the, the multiplex um, I really want to see more of this happening. Shorter films, 90 to 100 minutes is about as long as most movies need to be, um, two hours on the outside. But uh, that said, look at what some of my <laughs> films I'm looking <laughs> forward to are. Obviously, I'm like, now, Denis Villeneuve, you take your time, man. You That's right. right. Three and a half
0: hours? No. Yeah, go for it. <laughs>
4: exactly. But, uh, so I, maybe I'm a hypocrite here, but uh, I do miss lower budget uh, you know, uh, movie people's movies where you don't really need to make it all just green screen and and spectacle. I, I miss films that are about characters. Yep,
2: totally it agree. is rare to see a film where you wish it had more time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there are those. But also on the on the too long is there are so uh, that last Avatar. It did not need to be three hours and 20 minutes. Uh, Napoleon was, I want my money back for the two hours and 38 minutes I spent watching it. I uh, would like to see tighter films, but I will say Oppenheimer, my favorite movie of last year, and I will defend it, um, was riveting the whole time. I was, I was just in awe of what a big brain movie that was and how Christopher Nolan did not dumb down a thing to pander to an audience and Bravo for that. And Bravo for his commitment to big screen, uh, on film. Turn, uh, uh, you know, uh, created a whole new black and white film for IMAX. That's right. I mean, if you look at it in, you know, in the film nerds in us, <laughs> if we look at all that, I mean, it's genius, but yeah, I don't know why in this day and age people think that we're going to need more than three hours to tell a story because killers of the flower moon could have been cut by 40 minutes. and so yes. we wouldn't miss anything.
1: Correct. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah,
0: and the and the lower budget stuff gets relegated yeah. to streaming and it never sees the the light of day. So it's a bummer.
1: It's true. Which uh, leads me to my final pick. Go for actually. It. So speaking yeah, on all to derail of them, the, the podcast. no, that oh, wasn't um, a derail. That's that's very relevant. It, it's actually perfect because my final pick is actually uh, it's going to be released on Hulu on February 9th. It's going to go straight there. It is a movie that I think the budget falls within 10 to $20 million. It's by Searchlight Pictures, which I do believe that they, they're they one of my favorite studios. Every every Searchlight Picture film, I'm always going to turn it on. I don't care what it is. I'm, I usually trust what they have to put mm-hmm. out. And this one in particular, it's called Suncoast. Uh, Suncoast is the name of a facility. Uh, the story follows a girl whose brother is terminally ill, and basically this is where he is going to spend the last days of his life. Uh, her mother is played by Laura Linney, uh, there's a man that she meets uh, mysteriously played by Woody Harrelson. So, you know, not creepy. It's just Woody Harrelson. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, what I love what what's going on with this character, with the girl, is that she is figuring out who she is in separation of her brother who's been sick for most of her life and what who she is as a teenager what she's doing next what grief she's going through and i think those stories are are so so impactful because those uh kind of reflect back on us like what what would i do in that situation what uh, how would I respond? Would I? Would I rebel? Would I? Would I go ahead and just follow suit and hunker down and just like shut out the world? Uh, those those ten to twenty million dollar movies—they they really are. They give some some really good reflections and retrospect uh, to our own lives. So, yeah. Suncoast. What was the title of that one again? Sun Coast. Yeah, Sun Coast on February 9th hits Hulu. I thought it was going to be about away. the video store. <laughs> yes. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah, only two weeks away, so that'll be one to look out for on Hulu. Uh, So that's all for our picks, but I want to go around the horn one more time and just see if anybody has any more honorable mentions or any points they want to bring up to round things out. And Lynn, we'll start with you.
2: All right. A film that I really wanted to include on my list was Twisters (laughs) because I love the original. It's just such a great cast and it was so fun and now they have decided it's not a remake it's not a sequel it's a new chapter and it's going to be directed by lee isaac chung who did minari Mm. and so i'm interested to see it daisy Edgar Jones is going to lead the cast and it's going to be July 19th. And I'm just, you know, I think it's going to be summer fun. We, we don't, we can't, we can't always be film snobs because we have to enjoy good mass entertainment. And I think that really speaks to it. And I really hope it is enjoyable and entertaining. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Well said, uh, Ranger, what you got?
3: All right, let me just rattle off a few titles. I won't go too in depth, but here's some that I just are on my list: The Promised Land, only because I love Mads Mikkelsen. I can't wait to see that film. That looks really good. Hitman, Love Link later. Um, I've got uh, the new Alien movie that's going to be coming yes. out. I'm really excited about seeing that. That's one that I'm uh, Ballerina, which is like in the John Wick world, um, is one I'm excited for. And then here's one I might have to fight some of yon maybe. <laughs> I'm excited for Gladiator 2. I'm really excited for Gladiator 2. And uh, no shame whatsoever in that. Um, I know the first one kind of sometimes is uh, a lightning rod for criticism, but boy, what it does. It does so well. And I'm excited to see the sequel. So,
0: cool. I'm a big Gladiator fan. I didn't want the sequel because I'm just like let, let it go. But now that it's it's on the horizon, I have to admit that I can't wait. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's amazing
4: great. how we're we're in an age when you know a sequel to something that came out 24 years ago is something that we don't even yeah you know, we don't even It's
0: just a regular vote. occurrence.
4: Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal. I remember 1990 Godfather three comes out and yeah. no, we've been waiting 16 years and same thing <laughs> happened. You know, it know, 16 years since, uh, return of the Jedi came out when Phantom Menace came out. But now it's like, oh, wow. God gladiator is that old. Therefore I am that old as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: crazy. <laughs> sure. uh, Tim, anything else you want to, you want to mention?
4: Yeah, a few. Uh Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. I saw the trailer for that and it looked like a blast. That's another one where like every film in that last Planet of the Apes trilogy just got crazier and crazier. But for whatever reason I had so much fun, even when, you know, all the apes had you know machine guns and infinite- <laughs> horseback the ammo and just like, you know works. what this is what I'm here for this this is exactly the film that I wanted to see it was a, an excuse to eat popcorn um, also looking forward to Alien Romulus I think is the title uh, and the part of that is coming from you know Alien and Predator are so kind of intertwined obviously and that last Predator film Prey was one of the best things Mm
0: -hmm. that I have
4: seen since 2020. And uh, I am enjoying the fresh perspective on horror classics. There's another one. uh, The Wolfman is coming out at the end of next year. And it's by the same writer who did the, uh, what I thought was an excellent film, the uh, invisible man uh, with Elizabeth Moss a few years ago. And uh, it's, you know, yeah, bring back these universal monsters. Why not? They're evergreen. That's something that, you know, they're, they're so hardwired into storytelling that, you know, I don't mind something like that being retold as opposed to something, you know, like Back to the Future, which is untouchable as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, you know, that, that's another one. And then I was talking about this one before uh, the show as well, but I want to see what they're going to do with the new Karate Kid movie. Yeah, um, I Christmas. hear. I hear that uh, you know Ralph Macchio is involved. I hear that Jackie Chan is involved. Um, so it's two very different worlds of Karate Kingdom uh, coming into play in uh, in that film. So I want to see what's going on, and I am a, a fan of Cobra Kai, even though it's just silly as the day is long. But uh, I. I really enjoy Karate Kid on a very personal level. It's just, it's one of my first favorite movies uh, from when I was a child. So I'll check it out whether I like it or not. I'm not, I'm going to do what I try to do with every film that I see, which is go in with low expectations and maybe I'll be surprised.
0: Yes. Those are great picks. Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is also on my list. I have a couple, just two more that nobody's mentioned yet. Uh, One is, Joker fully ado, um, just because what in the world is that going to be? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) truly, I have no idea what to expect, so that's a good place to be. We'll see what Todd Phillips and Lady Gaga and the incomparable Joaquin Phoenix come up with on that one. And then uh, Transformers 1, which I did not think I would name a Transformers film. But here's, <laughs> the, here's the key. It's animated. Transformers makes no sense in a live-action world. It is just such a preposterous concept in general that trying to ground it in reality is absolutely silly. So let's make an animated feature film and, and do, do this whole ip right and uh yeah. we've got a good voice cast i know uh brian tyree henry is in the voice cast who i love oh, yes. uh, chris hemsworth yes. uh a few others so again it should be uh, hopefully very fun
4: Beautiful. yeah and you know the the one counter argument about live action transformers is that i thought bumblebee was pretty terrific i i agree
0: i, agree I with that. Am,
4: was not a fan of the michael bay films but i that's Transformers another one I grew up on. I really enjoyed Nelson Shin's uh, Transformers, the movie from 1986, even though it was kind of a retelling of Star Wars. I didn't care. You know, people liked Top Gun Maverick and it was a retelling of Star Wars. There you go. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, just a reminder, guys, the Garfield movie is coming out oh, in 2024. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys missed that on your list. Yeah, uh, if anyone wants yeah. to revise right now, it's got Chris Pratt and it's, go yeah, ahead anyone no okay just checking <laughs> next time um I,
0: chris
4: pratt is not in enough things that's <laughs> right that's a, that's
2: a well-documented fact not enough exposure um, at all at all um i would say well if you're if you're thinking of chris's i think he'd be the lowest oh no eaten. it's true Christmas. he is number three even though he's charming and funny i yeah. mean evans pine and uh, hemsworth i would you know, just personal. Yeah. But I understand that that uh, there is the Garfield crowd there. But uh, I think we've kind of flogged a, a dead horse there, perhaps. <laughs> but, but you know, you never know. See, this is the thing: yeah. you never know. You might think something is stupid, and then it winds up being very clever and entertaining, aka Barbie. Barbie, yeah, yeah. sure. You know, you know, although I
4: went in with I went in expecting something special just because of Greta Gerwig. But
2: fair. Well, right. But you know what I'm saying? Nobody. Yeah. Everybody was like, people, like, I'm not seeing a movie about a doll. And I go, yeah. oh, you are so wrong there. Yeah, you it's know, not just about it. Right? It's, but, it's uh, more than just that. A, fact, I'm, I'm a big fan of the documentaries. So I just got a plug too that. I'm really looking for. Yeah. They just came out of Sundance. Super slash man. It is the Christopher Reeve story, and it's about how he became a better person after his accident. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. I'm excited to see this. Me, too. I didn't know about that. That sounds great. I'm excited to see it, and Warner Brothers purchased it, so we'll see what happens there. And then there is an unusual one with Will Ferrell and his best friend Harper. They have been best friends for 30 years, and it is about – harper telling will that he's transgender mm-hmm. yeah i saw that so, that's yeah that will be interesting. yeah that should mm-hmm. be interesting and another one coming out of sundance that i cannot wait for is called a real pain and it's jesse eisenberg and kieran culkin
1: yeah mm-hmm. big big news it, big It's coming that way already yeah
2: yeah. So that's just from, just from the recent Sundance. Those are the three that are on my list. I
4: love the it. Only other, only other ones I can think of. I'm looking forward to the fall guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> just cause you know, Hey, Lee majors, I hear might even show up in it. So uh, looking forward to that one. Ryan Gosling is very, very watchable speaking of Barbie. And then uh, a, another one that i'll probably check out at some point but i don't know how to feel about it as beetlejuice 2
1: yeah Um, yeah other sequels uh, don't don't forget bad boys 4 i'm a huge uh, bad boys fan, like legitimately uh bad boys 4 which is kind of the fifth bad boys actually uh is actually coming out um the bike riders that's also got austin butler jody comer tom hardy uh, this is the same director at, from uh, Mud, who was yep. Jeff Nichols, yeah, right? Nichols, Jeff Nichols, yeah. This looks good. Uh, and Wonderful. the American, this one's on my radar, the American Society of Magical, Magical Negroes. Me- yes. That trailer looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, so I hope we're not deceived like we talked about, but yeah. it looks really, really good.
4: Yeah, it sounds interesting. The satire at, at play is something that needs to be satirized. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that one too.
0: Amazing. Well, awesome discussion. Thank you all so much for being here. Uh, What a great time. I'm officially extremely excited for 2024 in film, which is exactly where I wanted to be at the end of this episode. So thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, We hope to have you all back on, on the podcast very soon.
2: Thanks for having
0: us. Yeah, Thanks, thank you,
2: it. and I hope we get to play trivia soon. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's run, wait let's wait run in. it back. <laughs> we awesome. might have to look for another movie-related trivia. There you go.
0: I like that idea. All right, and and to all of our Popca- popcorn for breakfast listeners and viewers on YouTube, we want to thank you for tuning in with us. Um, we have a whole slate of exciting uh, new movie reviews coming up for you, including American Fiction as well as Argyle. Um, so it's going to be a good time. We've got we've got a lot going on as we ramp up into awards season. Um, We have to give a special thanks as always to our executive producer Ryan as well as our title sponsor St. Louis area Smoothie Kings and the band Rhetoric who created our amazing original music which you're about to hear right now we will see you next time.
1: Talk to you then.